Amen. Well, thank you. All right. Mm. Today we are looking at spiritual gifts. Now, the way I've chosen to look at spiritual gifts is the way that makes the most sense to me. There are other ways of looking at this. And you may have heard other ways of looking at this, and you may prefer a different way of looking at this. This is the way that makes the most sense to me. It's a way that in my journey in taking spiritual tests and trying to figure out who I am and what my goal is and what I'm supposed to be doing, that actually makes sense to me. I learned it from a guy named Chip Ingram, and he learned it from someone else. So I have no idea where it came from. I'm just going to slide out say this is not original to me. But it did make the most sense. And I've taken hundreds of spiritual tests, gift tests. You go online, you take the spiritual gifts, you get the paper forms. And I've seen some spiritual gift tests that have like nothing on them. And like, you know, like there is no spiritual gifts. And I've seen some that have thousands of different things that you could be. And you get overwhelmed and I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing. And they find it absolutely not helpful at all. But when I look at Paul's teaching, and I see what he's trying to do, I, I, I go to 1 Corinthians 12, 4 through 6. It says, now there are different gifts but the same spirits. There's different ministries, but the same Lord. And there's different activities, but the same God works all of them in each person. So I see Paul's writing, and I say, well, there's different gifts. Well, if you go into your scriptures, there's actually three different listings, and sometimes people count four, different listings of gifts. But only one of them uses the same word Paul uses here, for gifts, and they're all Paul's writings. So he uses this different word, gifts. And the only place he uses that, he gives us a lift saying these are the gifts, right, is Romans chapter 12 that we just read. Thank you. And so how I choose to look at this is, as I say, we are many gifts is that we all have a primary gift. We all have a primary gift that manifests itself in different ways. A motivational gift, you might call it. Something that God has given you that influences how you see the world around you. Not about arguing with each other which gift is best. Or if you don't have this gift, you're not a Christian. But that you have a motivational gift that influences how you see the world. And, it's, and, and Paul uses the word gifts in Romans chapter 12. says, according to the, gift, the grace given to us, we have different gifts. But one bought him. So if prophecy, use it according to the proportion of your faith. 
So what I've chosen to do is over the next six, maybe seven weeks, is we're going to look at each one of these different gifts. Now, I could put them all in one sermon and be done with it. But you know what you wouldn't do? Understand what I'm saying. Because how many of you, you hear the word prophecy and you get a little confused? You're like, I don't know, do I have the gift of prophecy? Well, I haven't like foretold, I can't foresee the future. I'm going to tell you right now, that's not the gift of prophecy in the scripture. In the scriptures, there's actually two things that we hear about when we talk about prophecy. One is the office of prophecy. Now, the office of prophecy is like a job. It's what you do. And we can hear, we can think about all the prophets you hear in the scriptures. We have, you know, varying degrees of prophets in the scriptures from being on the streets, you know, street, street corner prophets. You know, walking around naked, waving their underwear all over the place, building sand castles. Yeah, the, the Bible's all kinds of fun prophets. To people that were court prophets, which means they were in front of the, the king to tell him what God was telling. And a lot of times they became yes man, right? Like, oh, king, what do you want to do? Well, you pay my bill, so whatever you want to do is what God's telling us that you need to be doing because, you know, you pay our bills. And so we have those in the scriptures, but we also have people in the scriptures that, you know, that they, they, they hold the prophet, and they think about, like, Elijah and Isaiah. They could go before the king and tell him, correct them, rebuke them, critique them, critique uh, society, point out societal flaws. Uh, they held the same kind of role as, you know, court gestures in the Middle Ages. Zuni Hopi uh, sacred clowns, if you're familiar with the indigenous people of the Southwest. And they could tell, and they hold this position. We're not talking about the office of prophecy today. That's not the goal. I don't expect anyone to say, well, my gift is prophecy, so I need to, to have a paying job as prophet. That's not what we're talking about here. We're talking about the gift of prophecy. Now, the gift of prophecy, well, let me rephrase this. Everyone in this room can prophesy. 1 Corinthians 14, 31. For you can all, you can all prophesy one by one so that everyone may learn and everyone may be encouraged. Everyone can prophesy and should according to your faith. Now, that does not necessarily mean you have the gift of prophecy. Let me put it in some words you might understand. Basketball. Everyone in this room can play basketball. You can pick up a ball and you can try to put it in a hoop. I say try. Some of you are going to be really good at this. You're going to be gifted in basketball. And some of you know that a ball is round and you might be able to dribble it. 
You will not succeed in very much basketball, but you can get out and play if you want, play with the kids, you know, and they'll have fun making fun of you, and you just laugh, and it's good. Everyone can prophesy and should prophesy according to faith, because what it is, is a gift of God. So, because we do it according to the grace that God has given us. So, now some of you have the gift of prophecy. Now, when I say you have the gift of prophecy, it means that you're going to see the world through the gift of prophecy. Because it's your motivational gift. That's the what you see. You, you're going to interact with other people through that lens. It's your primary gift. Now, it doesn't mean you're not going to serve. It just means that's not service is not your primary gift. It doesn't mean that you're not going to teach. It just means teaching is not your primary gift. And sometimes we, we, we confuse manifestation and our primary motivational gifts. We like to focus on the manifestations. Like, my gift is children. And if there are no kids, are you useless? Well, yes, if you only believe that children are your primary gift. But that's not what the Scripture's telling us. It's telling you have a gift that's driving you to work with children. It's why you work with children. And that can manifest itself in lots of ways. So what is the gift of prophecy? I'm going to put up a a definition uh, by Chip Ingram, because I got it from him, and it's good as anyone else. Prophecy is the divine enablement. What's that mean? It means it's from who? God. God gave it. This isn't like, oh, I was born good at it. God gave it to me. Divine enablement to proclaim God's truth with power, clarity, in a time of timely and cultural sensitive fashion for correction, repentance, and edification. The ability to reveal God's word. So what's that mean, right? That's kind of big, big language, right? It means... You're not a fortune teller. I foresee someone in your life with the letter J. That's a magic trick. There's something in your life involving a computer. Well, duh. We all use the dang devil boxes. That isn't prophecy. In fact, most of the time in the scriptures, there's a few cases in the scriptures where someone could foresee like what happened to the donkey. But most of the time in the scriptures, that's not what prophets are doing. Go and look what the prophets are doing. You read the prophets, the Old Testament prophets. What are they doing? They're saying, this is the path that we're on. This is what God's word says. And they don't match up. And if we continue on this path, this is what's going to happen. When Isaiah or Hosea, they call and they say, we need to repent because this is where we're heading. And this is what's going to happen if we don't repent. And they don't repent, what happens? Exactly what they said is going to happen. Prophecy 
is about seeing God's truth and seeing life and putting the two together. Someone who has the gift of prophecy is someone who wants to see life change. That's their primary thing they want to see. They want to see how can we get your life to the fullest? How can we get the church life to the fullest? You know, God promised, he says, I came to give you life to the fullest, right? This say, I came to give you eternal life when you die and whatever you do in this life is whatever. So I came to give you life now. And so a prophet says, I want to, we're going to deal with the now. If you're on this path, it doesn't match up with God's truth. They want to see your life matching up with God's truth. And so they're asking things like, what went wrong? What caused this? What happened? They want to see lives changed. They see where we're heading culturally right now. They can look in the world, the United States, and we can all kind of see where we're heading, right? I mean, it's, it's, it's that obvious, but a, a prophet was clearing it 10 years ago, you know? Um, you can even see it now, where we're heading as a culture. Now, that's not to say, the end of the world is not, you need it. That's not a prophet either. The Bible's already done that, right? You don't need to know, you don't have, prophecy is not saying, well, I know the date because God gave me some special revelation. You know what, if God gave you revelation and it does not match up with scripture, it ain't from God. That's why the Bible says test the spirits, right? If it don't line up with Jesus, then it ain't from God. So you, as a prophet, you can see God's word that he's given us. You can see his truth and say, this is how we need to be living life, how we need to be doing life, where are we as a culture, where we are as a church, where we are as individuals, where we're going, and how we need to be right. And so prophecy leads it, it manifests itself in different ways. Prophecy manifests itself. Through lots of different ways. Doesn't necessarily mean you're going to be the office of a prophet. I've known a pastor that had the gift of prophecy. The primary reason he was a pastor was because he wanted to see people's lives changed. He wanted to see them come in contact with God. And their lives be to the fullest. Now, before he realized that his primary gift was pastor, was prophet, he thought his primary gift was pastor. Now, it manifested itself as pastor, teacher, but that wasn't his primary gift. And, and so what happened is when he said, I'm a, oh, I'm, a, I'm a pastor, then he began doing all the things that pastors do and started forgetting about the lives being changed aspect. And he burnt out, almost left the faith. Why? Because he wasn't using his spiritual gift. Then when he realized that God, over time, he started working with people, started realizing that his gift was prophecy, 
Then, even the administration that he was doing, it was so tedious before, but it was about people's lives being changed. It didn't seem so bad. He could do it because he was using his gift. And prophecy, it can show yourself as pastor. It can show itself as service. You want to see life change so it can manifest itself as service. You say, well, they're always serving people. Well, it could be because they have the gift of service or it could be because they have the gift of prophecy and they're wanting to see your life change. It can manifest itself in evangelism. It can manifest itself in teaching. It can manifest itself in speaking of tongues. Now, I'm not talking about the random noise tongues. You see, in the scriptures, there's like the random noise tongues, but there's also, but the primary way that those are, like the Bible talks about Speaking in tongues to edify yourself, like in prayer, and edifying yourself. That's not what we're talking about here. Speaking of tongues is to edify and make life change for others, which means like in Acts chapter 2, where they spoke in tongues they had not studied, and people heard it and were hearing their own language spoken. It was a language that was being spoken. It wasn't some random noise. It was their, their language. And so prophet may manifest itself in tongues so that others may be coming to Christ. Their lives may be better. That's different from the prayer language that only edifies you. That's, we're going to go, you know, that's different. <coughs> so, and we, we often com- confuse ourselves, like if you're working with kids because you want to see their lives change and your gift is prophecy, if there are no kids, you still have worth because it can manifest itself in another place. Say, so, well, I'm old now. I can't do it like I used to could. Well, of course not. You're not in the same place you used to be. It can manifest itself where you are right now. now I get tired of used to coulds. I heard, I've, heard, I've been hearing this since I was in college, right? I'd go to college and, and all the people used to tell me what they used to do in high school. I used to could in high school. And then when I got out of high school, it, out of college, it was what I used to could when I was in college. And, and I get here and it's what I used to do when I was younger. You know, I get tired of used to coulds. You are not who you used to be. You're supposed to be doing what you can now. Using that gift and then manifesting itself even today. And so someone with the gift of prophecy, they're going to have some general characteristics. And you may be thinking, I don't know if this is me, but maybe this sounds like you. You might be a persuasive speaker. I didn't say you're a good speaker. You might be a persuasive speaker. A lot of times people with the gift of prophecy have been gifted with the ability to speak. Now, that doesn't mean always. And it doesn't mean just because you're a good speaker you have the gift of prophecy. But a lot of times people with the gift of prophecy have been gifted with the ability to speak. Because God wants them to prophesy. This can also be a bad thing, too, because if you lose focus on the grace and mercy of God, you can also speak and try to be your own spokesman. Mm. 
all of these gifts without the fruit of the Spirit, which we're going to talk about in a couple of weeks, a couple of months. Actually, it's going to take us a couple of months to get there. We're going to get to the fruit of the Spirit. If you don't have the fruit of the Spirit growing in you, all of these gifts can be a negative thing. Because negative fruit, rotten fruit, going to bring rotten gifts. So, but you might be a persuade, you might be able to read people. You can see who they are. You can see where they're headed. You can see what needs to change in their life. It's a gift of prophecy coming out. You might be a black and white kind of person. I'm not talking race here. Don't go there. Right and wrong. This is the truth. This is the false. You might be that kind of person that might rub people the wrong way because it's, it's either this way or not this way. It's black or white. There's no gray area with you. Because a lot of prophets have that. And they, a lot of times they'll tell you too. And so you may not, you know a prophet, but you may not like them. Because they're going to tell you what God's truth is. Now a true prophet can actually learn how to temper that with grace. But they have to work on it because their natural instinct is just throw out the truth. And they're going to see the world through that truth. And they got to work on it and say, okay, I want to remember God's grace. I'm going to approach you with God's mercy and grace as we look at the Old Testament prophets, right? You see some of them, sometimes they approach them with love and mercy and grace, and sometimes those are the most blunt people. This is your sin as they're waving around their underwear. I mean, yes, that's in the scriptures. <laughs> they can be blunt people, and maybe that's where you are too. Prophets, people that have the gift of prophecy tend to like bigger crowds, the smaller one-on-ones. Maybe this is you. I bet you there's someone in this room trying to say, that sounds a lot like me. Because you've got the gift of prophecy. And God is going to use you, it's going to manifest itself in different areas of the church. And in different areas, and I, I don't mean just the church building, I mean with the body of believers in the church. It's going to manifest itself, whether in these walls or outside. God's going to use you if we grow those gifts and manifest and use them. Now, maybe this doesn't sound like you. Like That is definitely not me. That's okay, too. There are six others of these that are listed. <laughs> and there are six other of these listed for a reason. Can you imagine if we all had one gift? We were all just prophesying truth and that there was... The, you would leave out giving, you would leave out mercy, you would leave out teaching, we just all prophesy. That's a, that's a body that has all noses, right? It's just a smelly mess. So maybe that's not you. Now, I could have gone on and done more of these at one time, but you know why I didn't? Because I want you to take the week, not just like this afternoon, the week... Is this me? 
And I'm not saying, go pointing at you. I see some finger pointing. That's you. No. That's not about, you let them figure it out for themselves. You, about you. Take this time and say, how does, am I, a, do I have the gift of prophecy? And we all prophesy at time. We can all see God. You've all read the Bible. You know God's truth. You can all point people in the right direction. Or maybe you've got the gift of prophecy. How does that influence how you change the world? How does that influence how you see the world? Interacting with other people. I'm going to tell you, my gift is not prophecy. We'll get to mine later. Where are you at? Father God, I praise you today, Lord. I pray that you, in this process of looking at these gifts through the next whatever weeks, that you reveal to us our primary motivational gifts. That way we can be focused on you and we can use those gifts according to your mercy and your grace and our our faith that we may may grow in that and we may be... um, able to manifest in whatever circumstance we find ourselves. That we manifest it for, our glory, for your glory. Because we want you to be about your glory. So Lord, I pray for those who are able to prophesy, that they may prophesy according to their faith. Lord, let us serve. Let us give. Let us teach. Let us lead. Lord, we want to be about you and we want to use our talents as you've given us to use. As we praise you and we worship you. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. We're going to go to a time of invitation. It is time we invite you to make next steps, which means we invite you to say, well, okay, I need to know is this.